You're listening to Geek Jabber Live, the show where the main host has a face for radio and a voice for silent movies. Strap yourselves in and dial up the disappointment. Welcome to Geek Jabber Live. Yes, dial up the uh, disappointment because words, words, introduction and stuff. Yes, we've somehow managed to make it to episode 20 of this garbage. And we have a three-person <laughs> show again this week. So we have myself, Tim, over in crappy Canberra, uh, Nick up in Sydney, and Mr. Quirties from uh, the rather uh, bakingly hot country known as Sweden. How are you two tonight? Yeah, doing well. This is the last show for August, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I, think, I think we might have one more in two weeks, which takes us into August. So. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, awesome. Well, look, uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, happy to be here also. Yes, yeah, so... From the hot country of Sweden. <laughs> where you've got temperatures where us in Australia call it summer. I miss your temperatures. Uh, I, I miss those temperatures. <laughs> I'm so sick of the cold and the wind and the rain. Yes. Uh, you got what we call uh, summer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm happy to do a swap anytime. Yes. Well, anyway, um, we should go to the show proper. We are talking about backing up your data, um, or as some people would call it, backing up your porn collection. Well, yeah, and your torrent collection. Well, top, yeah, more important. Yeah, top, uh, MP3 by, collection. Yeah, by torrents, I assume you mean your off-site backups. Yes, absolutely. You know, that media uh, yeah. that you can quite legally download in Australia as long as you don't share it. Yes. Yep. Uh, all my ISOs with uh, Linux distributions, of course. <laughs> so many ISOs. Yes. <laughs> but look, I, I think we're talking about an uh, important topic that uh, a lot of us neglect, and, and not necessarily through lack of knowledge, but just from being lazy. And I'm... We were talking about uh, about this before uh, the show started, and I'm going to put my hand up and say I've neglected my backups. So, uh, I guess do as I say, not as I do in this yeah. instance. Yes, well, but, I, uh, I will say that um, as part of, um, as, as Nick knows, because Nick's helping out with the physical side of this, um, I had somewhat of a close call myself because I've recently built myself a new computer. And part mm. of that was... I was sort of disconnecting a drive and accidentally uh, killed the SATA port. Uh, yeah, you were, you, were, you were so ham-fisted with it, you <laughs> managed to snap the uh, connector off to the drive. Yes, but uh, uh, yes, I yeah. have been looking at that and hopefully we'll have you a nice new yeah, yeah. connector very but, but soon. What, what has saved me is like all the important stuff was already backed up. It was only the less critical collection of uh movies and tv shows that i need to worry about so and I've... the aforementioned porn yes so <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't talk about that but um anyway <laughs> anyway so i was basically saved by the, somewhat by the fact that uh i had a backup of anything that i couldn't re um afford to lose so when i had my new storage set up with a NAS drive, it was just a case of pulling out my backup, copying the stuff over. I've at least got the important stuff. Yeah. Can I ask, uh, Tim, how, how uh, recent was your backup? It was 
it was fairly recent. I'm yep. generally I'm generally fairly good at um, making sure the important stuff is backed up. So I will generally not. I generally try to leave it um, not much longer than a week for anything that's important. Yeah, and I guess that sort of leads into our first talking point and, and in terms of what is actually important to you. And, and you mentioned a couple of things there, you know, TV shows, movies, that sort of thing is, I would class as quite low priority. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of data that people rely on these days, uh, just, you know, even to go through day-to-day -day life, like, uh, you know, tax records and financial records and things like that. And I think uh, identifying what's important and and prioritizing that data uh is is, is critical uh, yeah. and it you know you back up every week that's that's awesome um but uh, a lot of us uh, and again i'll chuck my hand up and say i haven't really backed up properly for many months and yes. well i suppose sort of adding to that um sort of at a more personal level things like you no know, we talk about when natural disasters happen we talk about saving the family photo album Yes. And so even yep. something like that, in the smartphone age where it's common to have potentially thousands of photos of your memories of your holidays of your family, mm -hmm. just making sure even that's backed up because there, there are a lot of things that could go wrong. In my case, it was um, a bit of a hand-fisted attempt to remove a SATA cable. It could be... Yep. It could be... Even be... The drive itself had actually failed. It could be I accidentally deleted that folder. It could be malware. It could be any of a number of things that could wipe out your data. So yeah, and I guess this is a timely reminder too for for those living in Australia and particularly on the uh, eastern coast of Australia that uh, you know we've had quite a few natural disasters over the years, and most recently we've had a lot of flooding. Um, you know, people have lost or quite a lot of people have lost their homes as well. So we're not just talking about technological failure or, you know, uh, malicious software or something like that. But if you had to evacuate your house because of an emergency, whether it be bushfire or, or flooding, um, your PC is, I guess, probably not really high up on that priority list of things to take, I suppose, unless you didn't have a backup in, in place, then you'd just well, be probably scrambling for it. Yeah, well, the way I'd describe it is you can replace your hardware. Your data is a little bit trickier to replace. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, so yeah, I think it is important, and you also touched on another point as to how frequently you should be backing up. Um, yeah. So, I've got a question for Qwerties because you you've talked about your personal uh, experiences and most like more recent experiences too. But Qwerties, uh, what have you got to add? Like how how's your backup regime? Uh, probably not as um, uh, the same as most uh, ordinary people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so you do it more often um, then? Yeah, I, I have it on um, automatic sync, basically. So um, I use something called sync thing to back up from one computer to uh, the central computer I have here. And uh, the central computer I back up to the cloud. So I, I have a sync thing um, software that sits on uh, uh, the laptop, the uh, Windows desktop, the Linux desktop, and uh, others who syncs to a central location and then yeah. backs it up to the cloud. 
So, so you're actually you're talking about uh, our next talking point, and, and we're talking about using NASs, and, yeah. and you, you obviously yeah. have your own NAS. Um, and I think Tim, you've also got your own NAS. Yeah. So part part of my PC upgrade, I have upgraded yeah. to a NAS. Um, to basically my idea behind it, like I, I won't go into this too deeply because this is not really relevant to backing up. Well, it is and it isn't. Um, so basically what I've done is I've used the, oppor the opportunity I got from upgrading my computer to put all my data onto a NAS. Um, so the idea is if I have multiple machines, my data can be easily accessed from all of them. And it also means that um, my data is in a way separate from my actual computer. Yeah, uh, and I guess uh, we should probably clarify when we say NAS, we're talking about network attached storage, yeah, which, is which is a computer that is dedicated to storing data. That's all it does. It's yeah, not your, yeah. it's not your daily desktop PC or laptop PC. No, it's, it's, it's a machine no, dedicated to that um, task. Um, what I've actually done with it is I'm using two hard drives in RAID one. Now for RAID one, um, people get RAID zero and what RAID one mixed up sometimes raid one is where the two drives are identical and they both contain a copy of the data um, now this provides some redundancy so if a single drive were to fail i've got better chances of recovering my data however i will add to that anyone who um suggests that raid is as good as backup Deserves a high five to the face repeatedly with a brick. Hundred percent. But raid raid is not a backup, regardless of. And you're quite right, yeah. Tim. Anyone who says otherwise clearly has rocks in their head. Um, raid has certain features which might seem like it's a good way to uh, create a redundant backup of data, but it's still within that same system. So those failures could still occur uh, yeah. to, well, to all, you know, both drives or all drives in that system. Yeah, well, the, the way I see it, it, pro it provides redundancy against a single drive failing. It does not, yeah. it does not provide any redundancy against I deleted all my files. It does not provide redundancy against a lightning strike hitting my house and taking out all my electronics. There's just so many things that it does not cover you for. It's convenient, yep. a convenient way of recovering from a hard drive failure, but for everything else, you should still be doing backup in another form. Yeah, that's right. I think uh, yeah. the, the key takeaway is it's great to have a redundant uh, system or a NAS which has redundancy built into it, but you should always have an offline or a you know online uh, uh, yeah. copy somewhere uh, else like yeah. multiple copies of that same data yeah and it still benefits yeah. in other ways so i'm not saying raid is useless obviously i'm using it but um and it does have benefits for instance in performance in so read performance is obviously a lot better in raid one um it also means yeah. That I protected a drive failure, but don't rely on it as your sole form of backup. Yeah. I see it more as a corporate or organizational thing where you need your uh, data storage to be up, but you can have one drive to fail. Uh, it's not it's not a backup, but a, a yeah. 
What do you call it? It it keeps operations happening. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like uh, raid and, and traditional raid. Uh, you know, we're talking about raid zero and raid one as, as very basic levels. There are many other levels on top of that, but uh, we won't get into that in this episode. But raid is almost yeah. like you know an insurance policy in a way. Like it gives you some sort of protection, but it won't protect you against all the threats yeah. and, and all the all the things that could happen. Um, but um, yeah. And, Raid is just one example of that, and and I'll, we'll talk about some more advanced stuff a little later as well. Yeah, um, so I suppose we should move into the next topic because now this is primarily how I backup, organize my backups. So, with the cost of external hard drives and the cost of USB thumb drives even coming down to a fairly reasonable level. It's sort of fairly convenient, cheap, and easy just to have a couple of external hard drives lying around. Hook them up to your machine, take a copy of your important data, and then just disconnect them. So, yes. so it's sort of fairly yeah. cheap, easy, and convenient to do that as a form of on site backup. Um, you can even go as far as. Um, and this is something that came up out of the Canberra bushfires um, back 20-odd years ago. It's fairly common now for people to have safes in their homes for their important documents. They do offer some level of fire protection. So you can even go as far as getting a safe for your home, storing your hard drives in your safe, and just pulling them out from your back, back up and then putting them back in. That way, they're more safe from um, natural disasters, although it's not necessarily guaranteed, and it's also a lot less likely to be stolen. Yeah, yeah. I, I use my. Um, yeah, I was going to say I use my um, external drives uh, somewhat differently here. I have a backup backup of the system for uh, Windows, for instance, so I can, if I need to, I can wipe the. Uh, Windows drive or lose it or get a new one and restore the operating system and then ca- ca- uh, get my data from uh, the cloud. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, That's a good way to do it. And you obviously have a very uh, advanced setup. And I think, Tim, you hit on some really good points and, and, and you being in Canberra and, and living through those bushfires at the time is, is a great reminder that, um, yeah. you know, my recommendation would be not just rely on the one external USB drive as well, because they're not designed to be, yes, they're designed to be portable, but they're not designed to be resilient. And I've seen time and time again, USB drives become corrupt or, you know, hard drives become damaged and then become unreadable. So if you make two copies, you're already leaps and bounds ahead of what most people see. You have one in your go bag that you take with you, uh, maybe one in a safe or somewhere, you know, at a friend's house or something. Yeah, so, yeah, basically having, yeah, not relying on a single backup copy because the more copies of your data you have, the better your chances of being able to recover from them. Um, Yeah. And I suppose this goes... I I do something differently also there. I was going to say... Uh, another option is if you have the capacity on your phone for storage, like a micro SD card in the phone or something, you can use that as a USB backup uh, 
the thing you're likely to take if the house is burning down is your at least your phone. Uh, yeah, maybe that's not clothes, but that's uh, actually not a bad option. Like if you if you can, and, and a lot of phones, like a lot of your modern uh, Android phones, will encrypt yeah. the SD card as well. So if you yep. stored, you know, personal documents, you know, things like you know, copies of your birth certificate and things like that, onto your phone. Um, and onto that SD card, they're relatively safe from uh, private uh, prying eyes. You know, if, if you were to lose your phone, yep. you know, it wouldn't be recoverable if it's encrypted. Uh, but also it's, it's with you and it's in your pocket uh, constantly. So, yeah. But I suppose sort of having the multiple um, copies sort of brings me to, to one of our other talking points, which is using um, cloud services that basically have off-site storage. So QWERTY's touched onto, touched onto that a little bit. Um, so yep. uh, the, one, the one thing I will add to that, um, just as a precaution, I do not recommend relying, again, relying on cloud services alone, just as you shouldn't yep. rely on an yep. external hard drive alone. One of the big things with um, cloud storage is I basically consider it a marketing wank term, which basically means somebody <laughs> somebody else's computer. Yeah, so, exactly. So exactly, could... you you don't have control of that hardware. So even if your data resides there, you can't guarantee that that's going to be available. Uh, you know, the company could go bust, or any number of things could happen uh, yeah, to your data. And, um... you, you don't you don't necessarily own it. You don't own the inf infrastructure, and you don't control it. Yeah. So it's it's very hard to to right. I guess guarantee that. Yeah, so and uh, even Google and Apple, they both have. Um, uh, they can cancel your account if they want to, yep. uh, yes. for whatever reason. So, uh, yeah, so use it, but don't trust it. Yeah, so basically, again, it basically boils down to so. Yeah, the essence of it is you can use something like QWERTY setup, or you could use the tools built into whatever operating system you have. So, if you're a Windows user using yeah. OneDrive or using the tools that come with Google Drive or any of the other ones to basically synchronize a copy of your data to your cloud. Yeah. So that way, that way, if you, um, you've basically got, if you use that with an external hard drive, you've basically got a setup where your external hard drive acts as an on-site backup. So a convenient... Yeah. Get a convenient uh, backup that's just at your fingertips. Your um, cloud computing or your cloud service is a secondary backup, which is off-site, which adds yep. um, a uh, second level of redundancy, which um, kind kind of um, means you've basically got a copy on-site. You've got a second copy off-site you're not relying on a single device to basically protect you. Exactly. I think um, cloud storage should be viewed as a backup of a backup, yeah. basically. Um, um, yeah, I think you, before the show, you, and I think we might throw this in here, um, you actually mentioned an, another service that can be used to help encrypt your data while it's stored on... Those yeah, that's right. Look, I think it's important to understand if you are uploading data to the cloud and whether that be through uh, Apple's uh, cloud on your iPhone, uh, yeah. a lot of that data is residing in that cloud in 
more or less unencrypted form. <laughs> um, I, I would not trust it, certainly. Now, there is a product called StableBit Drive, uh, Cloud Drive. Uh, it's, if you just go to StableBit.com, they offer a 30-day free trial. This is not sponsored. Uh, it's a great piece of software. I've used it. Uh, it's relatively cheap to buy, but it's a Windows-based tool that allows you to synchronize your, uh, if you've got shared uh, folders on your network or a NAS, uh, you can synchronize uh, those drives or those folders with various cl uh, cloud providers. Um, it supports Amazon S3 buckets, um, you know, OneDrive, if you use OneDrive, Dropbox, Google, Google Drive, all those popular um, services. But it will actually uh, give you the option to upload your data in an encrypted form. So the moment it leaves your PC, it gets uploaded to the cloud, it's backed up, but it's encrypted with your own private key, no one else has access to it. So even if someone gained access to your Google Drive or uh, you know OneDrive or whatever, they still can't access your data. So it's a it's a really cheap, effective way to use that cloud storage, in addition to your um, you know your other methods or your offline methods. All right, I suppose I should add yeah. to the, add to that. Um, it's also good to make sure you secure your cloud account. So at the very minimum, a decent password yep. and preferably <laughs> if two-factor authentication is available, use it. Definitely, yeah. Yep. And, and by two-factor authentication, we're talking about your SMS codes or your one-time passwords through through apps like Authy. My, my only suggestion there would be think of, you know, if you could run through a disaster scenario in your head, don't um, you know store your backup keys or your backup 2FA keys onto your cloud backup because you can't access them if you need to. So have a backup for your keys as well. Store them in a nice secure place. Yeah. Or, or, or you know if you can, uh, if you do have the option of using um, the USB uh, keys, and the name escapes me, and I've used a whole bunch of them. Iron, iron key, I think. Yeah. I think there's there's iron key there's a number of different uh ubi key ubi key yes that's what i'm thinking of thank you so yeah you yeah. can buy a cheap ubi key you know 30 40 dollars uh that gives you quite secure uh 2fa and it's a physical device that you can hang off your your keychain um and you know you're yeah. not reliant on you know a particular device working to give you uh rolling codes or you know yeah. things like uh, that yeah so, or sms yep yeah so I suppose, um, just to wrap things up, I suppose we should uh, give a token dis discussion to how frequently you should be backing up. And well, look, I, I think that comes down to personal preference. There's not a one-size-fits-all yeah. answer to that. And it depends on... Uh, and we're, we're only talking about the important data here. I'm not talking about your you know, your movie collection because that, yeah. that, that stuff, to me, is not important. Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, Ultimately, it comes down to how often do you update it. If you're only updating your data or uploading new data every week or every month, then that should be enough for your backup routine as well. Like, how much data can you afford to lose but, is, yeah. is probably the question. But yeah, yeah. so for me, basically, yeah, you touch an important point. How often is your data changing? So if you're in, a, say, a business environment where it's changing, typically changing fairly regularly, that's when you should be doing daily backups, just in case. Yeah. 
And look, and I guess I should reiterate, what we've discussed here is purely consumer level. If you if we're talking about businesses, yeah. you should have a very regimented and much more advanced yeah. backup technique to what we've discussed here. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah for home users, it's um, like it basically boils down to how often does your data change? I probably wouldn't leave it more than about a week unless your data does not change very often at all. But if your changes with, um, if you're on a home user, uh, your data changes at least semi-regularly, probably about a week to two weeks is probably a, an ideal range for updating your backups. Yeah. Yeah, but and the yeah. important point is too is not just to back up, but also test your backups. So, you know, yeah. run through a restore process, or you know, if you're backing up to a USB drive or a flash drive, test that media. And you can use, uh, you know, the check disk tools that are available with Windows. Um, there are various ways to make sure that that data is still readable and 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 you know when you need it. Um, so you know, test your restore practices as well. Don't just rely on the fact that the backup worked. Uh, as a one-off. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, I would add uh, one thing also that do a disaster plan assuming that your house is burning down, you are running out the door with uh, maybe your phone and yeah. go from there yeah. how you can get yeah. your important data How can you access back. your data? Exactly right. Yeah. And uh, for me, like yeah, in Australia at least, and you can even roll it into this, it's sort of fairly... Um, important to during summer think of your bushfire survival plan so back yep. in 2019 when the whole country was on fire and I, I was I was never at risk then but there were a couple of fires nearby so I basically even at that point I had a something running through my head if these start to threaten what am I taking and mm. how, how yep. quickly how quickly can I grab it yeah, exactly. Um, and in in Australia, we call it a go bag. Like everyone should have a survival bag, whether you're in Australia or not. But a bag you can quickly grab and fill with the, the important documents and things like that. And one of those should be a hard drive or, or a flash drive with your important stuff on it. Um, and if you're leaving it up to that point to back up your stuff, don't forget, you know, if you're if you've got many, you know, hundreds of gigabytes or terabytes worth of data, uh, it's not going to be a quick process necessarily. Uh, you're talking hours. Uh, to back that data up. So don't leave it to the last minute either. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure, you know, you don't leave it until too, until too late. Make sure you are sort of doing it relatively regularly. Exactly. It's a good routine to get into. Um, so I should, uh, should start wrapping things up. So what I'll be doing um, towards the end of the show or after the end of the show, I will be uh, sort of, putting up not everything that we've discussed, but sort of putting up an article where I sort of overview what we've been talking about on geekjabber.com, uh, where you'll also be able to download the show if you want to after we're done. And I've got around to uploading it. Um, you can also from there, check the social links at the top of the page, jump into our Discord, follow us on Twitter, all the usual stuff. Yeah, and listen on Spotify uh, on your commute. Commute. Ah, word. <laughs> commute. Yeah. yeah, be one of uh, the um, yeah. 0 0.67 people that actually listen to us on the way to work. <laughs> yeah, so... 
Oh, it's been fun. I've learned some things, and I should probably go pack up my stuff pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, I was yes. going to say, who's going to go and back up their stuff now? <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely me. Yes, so make yeah, make yep. sure you're doing your backups. Yep. And on that, awesome. on that uh, note, I think we shall uh, wrap the show up. Great. Well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay. okay. See yep. you later, people.